Hello and welcome to another episode of The Gentleman's Brotherhood. My name is Juan Sepulveda and I greatly appreciate you spending some time here with me today. Uh, I'm proud to share with you a conversation today that I will be having with a gentleman who inspired me in, in the recent months through his content. His name is Atte and he is working on a documentary that is titled, Are You Happy? You may have seen some of his work on YouTube or TikTok, particularly where he actually goes out and around the world interviews people and asks them that simple question. Are you happy? The responses are, they fill the entire spectrum of happiness, sadness, surprise. And today we're going to explore some of those conversations with you. Atte, thank you so very much for joining me today on The Gentleman's Brotherhood. Thank you so much for inviting me. Mucho gusto, Juan. Gracias por la invitación. El placer es mío. Muchas gracias. It, it is amazing to see what you've been working on. And when I reached out to you, I particularly mentioned what you're doing is important. And I, of course, I have a lot of questions around the documentary. I know that there's a lot of intricacies. There's a lot of logistics that come into play. But I want to... Uh, I, I want first to know, are you getting this response from multiple sources? How do people respond to the project on its entirety? What do you mean by multiple sources? Uh, so like whenever different people, whether it's on social media or regular media or people around you, yeah, I would like to hear a little bit about that, the differences in the response from people about it. Yeah, well, <clears throat> Are You Happy first started with me just taking a road trip across the U.S. totally alone. I was moving from L.A. Uh, back home to New York, so I packed my van. It's kind of like um, uh, kind of like a rogue mission uh, to make the documentary. I had been commissioned to make the documentary for another company, um, but ended up making the difficult decision of going it alone, you know, self-investing in, into it. Um, so it was kind of like my ride into the sunset mm. and it was just me walking up to strangers, totally nervous to record people who didn't know, uh, they were about to walk into an interview, talk to people I didn't know all very new for me, all very difficult. And that actually continued for a while, for a few months. Um, and then I started uploading those interviews around COVID And after the show reached a level of success, I started opening it up to people from all around the world. Um, I just actually I put it at the end of one of my videos. I was like, if you've ever been interested in interviewing people in your city, click the link in my bio to sign up. And so many people signed up within one day that it broke my Gmail. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's really incredible. Um, so now what you see on the page is a mix of me doing interviews, um, of other people submitting interviews, that kind of thing. That's a, that's amazing. I, the that whole approach of like going out and talking to a complete stranger that can be very scary for a lot of people. Uh, but I've personally experienced this that whenever you are able to connect or, or engage in a conversation with a complete stranger, you realize you're, you're not strangers. 
it's it's like it reminds me of a, an episode of the simpsons where they they sang a tune where they say uh, a stranger is a friend you're, you're you're yet to meet and i find a lot of truth in this and i can see some of the like the genuine responses from people uh so it's it's cool to hear you know you're doing something despite being scared at first um what kept you going I, if 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 it took you a few months to really get comfortable with the with the approach what what motivated you to continue engaging in these somewhat unnerving interactions um i was very i've always known exactly what i wanted to do in my life in terms of work um profession and you know other things I, you know, I have difficult deciding on, but that was one thing I always knew. I always knew I wanted to be a filmmaker. I always knew I wanted to tell stories. And this was another opportunity in my path, but also followed by obstacles like our, uh, you know, with many opportunities. So this, uh, whenever I, whenever I come to obstacles in relation to my career, I always, even though it's very uncomfortable, it's very painful. Uh, I just like force myself to do it because there really is no other option for me. So even though the, the last thing I wanted to do was walk up to somebody who's ice fishing in the middle of a frozen lake, it's like, I was like, I have to, there really is no choice. <laughs> and there's actually, I made a video called um, uh, Get Out of the Car, where I talk about how the most difficult thing for any filmmaker is actually getting out of the car and making the movie. Um, and that actually comes from a quote from Stanley Kubrick, who's one of my favorite filmmakers. Um, so I just, what, you know, your question is what kept me going? It's like, I had a goal. Uh, I knew that this was necessary for my career. And so I just, I, I worked through the pain. Really, I, I, I love that message. What would you say? And I think the lesson, uh -huh. sorry to interrupt you. I think the lesson in that is a lot of good things, obviously take hard work, take pain. My dad used to say, nothing, um, nothing good comes easy. Everything that makes money is a headache. Uh, so, you know, you kind of like accept that there's pain and challenge and, and then you just work through it. That, that's very good. Does your father, does he, does he still live? Uh, yeah. Yep. And where, where is he? Uh, he's in Connecticut right now. Connecticut. Nice. Yeah. Uh, now that expression, uh, is, uh, I love those expressions. Whenever you have that little kernel of wisdom that just hangs around you forever. I've had the fortune that both my father and my mother, they both instilled some of those uh, lessons, those life lessons. And whenever things get tough, like you said, there's a little bit of a friction in, in, in front of something that you want to do. You remember those things. My mother used to say, uh, God didn't bring us here to just turn around. He brought us here to take possession of the land that he gave us. And of course, that, that, was, that was something that was uh, deeply ingrained in her because of her religious upbringing. But even outside of any, any religious context, if you know what your vision is, what your destination is, you can't move towards it and just turn around because things got a little tough. Yeah. Like you got to go in and take possession of that, which you know belongs to you. So, yeah. And just going off that, like, um, I think people miss that when they are taught something, that knowledge expands over time. 
So just because you don't understand something when it's first told to you, like don't feel bad because a lot of things become true with time, with experience. Like you think back on what somebody told you at one point and you're like, ah, now it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But you needed that life experience for it to really click. So even like in the process of learning, you know, don't feel bad if you're not learning fast enough, but also in the process of teaching. If you have a child or a pupil, if, if you see that it's not connecting, I feel like you have to understand that sometimes knowledge takes a lifetime to really fulfill. That's good. It's, it's waiting for that, for that harvest. It's recognizing, okay, it's, it's going to take some tending, some time, and eventually you'll get the, you'll get the reward of having it. Yeah, I love that. And, and what would you say was or has been one of the biggest challenges you faced in the production of this uh, project? Uh, it's a great question. At first, it was finance. Um, you know, I was self-investing. And then it was more personal, overcoming the fear of uh, speaking to strangers, but also it not being a success. I remember, you know, talking to the camera a lot and saying, maybe no one will ever see this. Maybe I will be the only person that, that ever sees it. Um, you know, little did I know it, it would reach such a huge audience. Um, and then another challenge, I think, um, traveling, you know, it's very difficult to travel nonstop. A lot of people see it as kind of a dream to travel. And I certainly do love travel. I love culture. I love getting out there. But um, like we've kind of been talking about, at a certain point, like it's work and it kind of mm. takes a lot out of you. Hmm. I could imagine it's, uh, it, it's like that, oh, I wish I could do this and then you do it. But if you do it all the time, you may be thinking, oh, I wish I wasn't doing it. Of course, <laughs> of course. I always, uh, you know, I, I've come to learn that what you say, you know, materializes and becomes real mm. and, um, and I like, you know, they say, be careful what you wish for, because it just might come true. There were a lot of things that I wished for that when I got them, I realized they were not all that it was cracked up to be. Mm -hmm. So I, I changed my wish like a couple years ago and I like wrote it down. I was like, okay, be careful what you wish for. They, it doesn't mean don't wish. It just means be careful. Mm -hmm. So I like really thought out, like, what is one thing I truly want? And if I got it, then I wouldn't be disappointed. And so I kind of felt like I was talking to a lawyer, you know, like being super detailed, super, uh, you know, like make sure there are no like plot holes or anything. And so it ended up being this, it ended up being, um, I want to live in a place I want to live in with people I want to live with. And every so often the phone rings and it's somebody I want to speak to with a job I want to take in a place I want to work. And so that kind of was like very specific, but also very general because, mm -hmm. you know, families, family is important to me. So I always, I always want to be around them. And then the work I do is important. So that kind of really like, that's maybe where are you happy came from? Because I mean, you are somebody I want to speak to and I'm in a place I want to be with people I want to live with. Mm. And uh, this is a wonderful conversation. So it kind of does become true. That's a beautiful message. I, I'd really appreciate that specificity of, bringing to reality through your words uh and and it's true like words are words are very powerful and I, I love that you intentionally strung them in a way that it, it, it seems like a blueprint for things to come i, I love it absolutely now i, I want to go back to the your answer regarding the the biggest challenges uh and you open by mentioning 
uh, bootstrapping the project at first and then financing as you move along. Uh, I know that you know filmmaking in terms of equipment, staff, editing, all of that can really creep up on you and, and knock you out of your, your budget. Uh, how would you say that you have been able to surpass some of those initial challenges of, of financing? How can you, uh, you know, how, how are you able to bring a solution to that particular challenge? That's a great question. And I hope that you know, you have some filmmakers in your audience or filmmakers listening now because you're totally spot on about how it could creep up on you. And I think it forced me to grow up as a filmmaker and ask myself a question that I believe every filmmaker has to ask himself. And that question is, what do I really need to tell the story? What's, what are the essentials of the story? And what is just fluff? So, um, you know, in addition to having the practical budgetary constraints, it kind of you know, forced me to look at the story and say, what do I need? I need a camera, I need a guy, and I need a journey, and I need a cast, um, and I need a script. And so it's like, I, I don't have enough money to buy, to pay a screenwriter, to hire a casting manager, to hire actors. So I was like, okay, the actors are the people we see on a daily basis. The location is our location, the one we're currently in. The story is a story of life. There's nothing more beautiful. There's nothing more, more deep more compelling. And so let, and you know, who's going to shoot it? I am. Who's the guy? Me. Uh, so that, you know, we, the journey was before us um, and we, I just did it. And I was like, I'll figure out how to um, tell the, the cinematic story in the edit, but let's just get the movie shot. And so that's, that's how I did it. I basically, the only, nobody got paid. You know, I didn't get paid. The actors didn't get paid. The screenwriter, you know, the script was just a script of life. It's what we normally say on a database, day-to-day basis. That's, and you're relying on the, you're relying on the talent to improvise. So like comparing it to, yes. so you're giving them, okay, here's, here's your cue. Now show me what you can do. Yes, that's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what I did. That's exactly right. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Now, how willing... Uh, did you, would you say people have been to take on that role? Um, for the most part, people are pretty willing. I think you'll find if you really put yourself out there, it's not as scary as you might think. It's actually quite beautiful, quite enjoying to speak to a stranger and just listen to, an, to a story coming from someone who doesn't know you and they feel kind of more free. But you have to, you have to, tell, you have to show the person that they could trust you. Um, because if you walk up to them eager and needy, then they're going to be, they're, they're going to feel like you have a hidden motive. Uh-huh. But if you just want to hear their real story and you treat them with respect, then, you know, they make pretty good talent. Yeah. I appreciate you talking about respect. As you know, in the gentleman's brotherhood, one of the things that we try to focus on is, is bringing attention to that sort of human interaction. We're not in this journey alone. We we're very dependent on having people around us and, and connecting with people. And many times we sabotage that by sacrificing respect or sacrificing empathy and that sort of stuff, which leads me to think about one of the things that I've derived from your work thus far is that human connection, seeing the 
vulnerability, the openness of of people when they when they speak. Uh, what would you say is something that you find in as soon as that door opens where people start speaking to you? Like, what are some of the patterns that you're noticing in the response? Are there? I, I'm not even going to lead the question because I want to I want to hear from you. Like, have you noticed any patterns in, from those responses that you're getting in those human connections? Yeah, I think everybody's met with surprise. Um, and then and then kind of like, oh, me, like little old me, you want to hear my story? Huh. And um, and then if you're silent long enough, people just start to pour, pour open. Um, you just ask them the question and just listen with silence. And by and large, a lot of people uh, really, really opened up. Would you say that there is a, uh, if you were to give a percentage of the people that are answering that, yes, they are happy versus the ones that are saying, are answering with something more nuanced or uh, sadder? Well, what, would you say there's a, any proportion there that you've noticed? Um, well, it's kind of tough to tell if they're being honest or if they even know. A lot of times I'll walk up to people and I kind of get the sense that they don't even know. Um, but but it's I, get, I think it's less about that and more about, um, you know, like the, the story that comes out of it. Because like it's, like we ask, are you happy? We get yes or no, but everything that comes after that, that's really the meat, you know, that's mm -hmm. like, that's really the good stuff. As gentlemen, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. That's why at Brothers and Bonsco, we work directly with craftsmen and designers around the globe to bring you expertly curated accessories that complement any fraternal lifestyle. From the casual weekender to the formal Freemason, Brothers and Bonsco offers products that suit your weekends by the lake or your nights out at the lodge, while providing a personalized experience to each of our customers. That's what makes us uniquely Brothers and Bonds Go. Find us on Instagram or at brothersandbonds.com. That makes sense. That makes sense because it's a, uh, it, there, there's that initial, I want to give you the answer you want to hear. But then you, if you start talking and start explaining, I'm sure that reveals all these other, uh, all these other nuances that paint a, a clearer picture. It's like, ah, uh, maybe he's not that happy. Like, especially if he's focusing on answering these these different things. Yeah. There were a couple, um, of course. Uh, for those of you who uh, who are listening and watching who haven't seen the footage that I'm talking about, we're gonna add links in the description. Uh, but also, if you are on TikTok, make sure to go to are you happy? So just at you, are you happy? And, and just spend some time looking at some of these uh, clips because they are spontaneous sparks of conversation that are, are, are very insightful. Uh, in, in terms of some of the insight, uh, and I want to hearken a little bit more into the pattern, uh, the pattern recognition here. 
have you noticed anything or any difference between genders? If you have, if you approach uh, a man and ask them the question versus uh, a woman or, you know, or any other uh, gender, how would you say is the response swaying in, in, in your perspective? Like, can you see any patterns in, in contrast of those two? That's a good question. Um, it's kind of difficult to say. I feel like the, the are you happy question is like the ultimate equalizer. It goes more on like a uh, societal or more like human-based question than gender-based. I feel like, um, I, like by and large, one of the more common things that are the source of joy for the, some of the happiest people I ever met is having a family. Um, probably second in line would be having like a job slash cause. Mm -hmm. um, and then the third would be a passion, you know, like uh, having something where you kind of just go into flow and you derive a lot of joy and happy, like joy and fun out of it. Um, so like the family obviously is important. And then the job thing, it's, I think it's important that people wake up and have something to go to, have a source of you know, have a, have something that allows them to support their families, support their passions, you know, a kind of a job in a way gives you freedom because it gives you money, which in turn allows you to do things you want to do. Um, and then a lot of, a lot of people derive their happiness from being caretakers uh, of others. And then the third thing is like the, the passion um, where it's like, whether it's writing or, um, or running, um, welding, something that you do that time just disappears when you do it. A lot of people are lucky to have those two and three combined. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I've noticed in terms of trends, less, less about gender, more about just like life in general. Good. That's, that's a fantastic response. And especially at least this is one of those points in which you can see, okay, this is a, division that is not as divisive as some people may think uh you know of course i my audience the the bulk and the great majority of them they're men and i'm trying to help them become the best version possible of themselves but almost 99 percent of the things that i talk about they're applicable to anybody else men women doesn't matter what what it is so we're more alike than we are than we are different um but one thing How would that, you describe a man who's at the best he can be? I would say that, uh, first of all, he is happy with himself, that he is proud of, of who he is, of the impact he has on other people, the perhaps the legacy that he leaves with his memory and his actions. Uh, I think that that is, uh, for me, it's a great measure of being the best version of you. Uh, someone who in it in his wake is not leaving destruction and sadness and bitterness, but someone who is making a mark that is positive that, okay, we were better because he was around yeah. that, that, that's what in, in a nutshell, what I see as a man who is the best version possible of himself. Uh, I used to watch this guy, Elliot Hulse, uh, back in the day, and he used to say, uh, yeah, like be the best version of yourself. That was the first time I heard it. It sounds similar to what you what you're talking about here. 
Yeah, and, and it all starts, in my opinion, with awareness. If you make an yeah. assessment of who you are, what you do, what you like, all those things, it will inform what are some of the areas that perhaps are rough around the edges and need some attention. And we try to bring some structure to it so that you can follow. Here are the areas of your life that you should look into and make a, a specific assessment of, okay, in this category of my life, let's say family, I find myself at a three or a four. This is just hypothetical. And okay, how can I get closer to a 10? And then making actionable steps, lining the, the process over so that you can get more satisfaction or happiness uh, from it. Leaving a little to chance, I think, is, is yeah. important. So the other thing I wanted to to touch up on uh, in, in respect to the, the, the previous answer you mentioned about these three aspects. You mentioned family, you mentioned a uh, profession or work, and then you mentioned a passion. And then you mm -hmm. alluded to the fact that some people are lucky that they're able to combine both their profession and their passion. But I want to tease a little bit out of that because that runs into the danger that we opened our conversation with, where I wish I could do this, but now that I'm doing it, I wish I didn't do it. So there's that mm -hmm. risk that when you are deriving a, uh, a sustenance from what you initially saw as a passion, if you're not very careful, you could then tarnish that and it no longer is a source of happiness, but it, it's just you know, like your example of, of travel, travel could get out of hand, and then it becomes this tedious, burdensome thing. Uh, what would you say, in your opinion, people can do those who are pondering, making their passion, their livelihood, uh, things that you think they can do in order to prevent allowing that to become a burden, and for it to remain a fulfilling passion? Yeah, great question. First, I, I, I have to say, I think it's a little overrated that, uh, you know, people do what they love for a living. Um, I think that might be pushed a little too much. I think you could derive a lot of satisfaction um, and value from a job that you really don't care much about. Um, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of people do it. I think most people are okay with that. And I think it's kind of a misconception that you have to be absolutely in love with what you do, because like you, like we said earlier, anything that makes money ends up being a headache in mm -hmm. some way or another. And if this thing that whenever you do it, you always are happy with doing it, you, um, you, you feel you can do it forever. You don't want that to take the place in your head of, of, you know, being a headache or being, um, being a burden, you know, you kind of want to protect it mm -hmm. from that. Um, because it'll inevitably happen. And I think it's, a, you know, we have a responsibility to respect our passions. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you make the decision to do it, um, then it's like, it's a, you know, it's an awesome undertaking. And it, there are a lot of time, most times it feels really good. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I had to say that. No, that's, that's great. That, that's very good. What would you say has been your proudest moment? in this journey? Um, you know, recently I was able to um, 
through the use of the Are You Happy platform, I raised money to buy a handicapped accessible bus for a special needs school in the city of Dibut, Albania. And in that moment, everything kind of culminated in my life. Um, you know, are you happy? This happened just last month. The success of Are You Happy, making a tangible, um, you know, pr producing something tangible out of it. Uh, community, you know, to over 2000 people came together to make this a reality. And, you know, obviously we did something very good. Um, and it was, you know, my family was there. It was like, uh, it was a very, very surreal moment for me. That's beautiful. I, I did get a chance to see that uh, one of the episodes, if, if, if I can, I, I don't know if you call them episodes or one yeah, of the- Yeah, I do call them episodes. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, so one of the episodes you, you reveal how you went about and you did that. And it is amazing. It is amazing to be able to utilize a platform. If, and I'm thinking of TikTok and YouTube, right? There is infinity of content out there. Right. And you have all kinds of things that are positive and some are negative, but for some reason, there's always a popularity tied to negativity and conflict and chaos and all of that. So it is beautiful to see that something as wholesome as saying, hey, let's come together and help this school out, take these kids on field trips. So you went even further, you were able to fund the the bus, but you were able to create a uh, a budget for field trips for the rest of the year. Right. I think that's that's fantastic. It's like you're giving them the the tool, but you're also giving them the means by which they can use that tool in an effective way. So, so I applaud you for that. I'm glad that you it doesn't it doesn't escape you how profound that 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 moment is because it's it's uh, it's definitely something admirable to be able to do something like that. Thank you. I'm glad you liked it. Now, in you have, of course, in, I can imagine a lot of highlights in, in your reel. You have all these moments that were surprising, sad, happy. Could you share one that sticks out as being a surprising response to the question, are you happy? Um, yeah, I think like a lot of the videos and a lot of, a lot of times I will walk up to somebody and I won't really expect um, a surprising story. And then I will, I will actually talk to them and I'll have that, you know, they'll, you know, we, we met a woman at the um, Arches National Park in Utah. And she said that she like going to that park, making it to the summit was a bucket list item for her. And she had just had heart surgery, a hip replacement, and um, she made it to the summit, which is a pretty difficult hike. And so just seeing somebody, you know, uh, heart surgery is no, no small thing. Hip surgery obviously makes it very difficult to go on strenuous hikes. And she did it. And we found her in that moment. Um, and to me, she looked just like a random passerby. And I think it just goes to show every single person that you walk past, every bus driver, every barista, every store clerk, um, every 
person waiting in a store, um, every person in line with you, they all have a story worthy, worthy of telling, worthy of an Oscar winning film. Um, and like, that's what, that's what we're showing on Are You Happy? Like the, we believe everyone has a story. So we're, we're going out and we're looking for them and we're sharing it with people. I'm glad you say that. Uh, <clears throat> it, it's something I, I share with my with my children. I I tell them, you know, look around. Each one of these people has a story to tell, and I I I let them. I, I try, of course. I don't know how much of it sticks with them, but I try to show them. Each one of these people is an individual, and they have challenges, and they have beautiful moments, and they have different things that make up their book, like the the book of their life is an interesting read for for the majority of the people that you see uh, around you so it's cool that you give people an insight into into some of those stories that one in particular i i think that's the one that i discovered your uh your account through i think Ooh. that one just showed up on my uh for you page and i thought oh my god this is so cool and i had just um when i came across it i had either just gone to no this is right before i went to arches i did a, a road trip with my family this july we went from my home in kissimmee florida all the way to california driving so we went through all these national parks and everything so i i distinctly remember once i made it to arches thinking of that lady and like this was part of her bucket list and it was cool that you were able to able to to capture that that moment. Yeah. Uh, do you tell it people? Brother. It was actually my brother who captured it. Okay, nice. Uh, as part of your interaction with people, do you let them know? Uh, here's where you can see the footage, or how do you how do you handle that? Yeah, we we tell them. Uh, when I first started, I would just collect the emails because obviously I'd, nobody knew about what it was. Um, but now, at the end of the in, well, we always say, hey, we're making a documentary. And then at the end of the interview, a lot of them will ask, but hey, where could I see it? And we'll share it then. But we kind of want to be like, we don't really want to, you know, they were anonymous when we met them and we kind of want them to remain anonymous after. It's kind of mm -hmm. like the heart of the show, really. Mm -hmm. there, there have been some times where a story has really motivated us to, to actually reach back out to the person and try to do something for them or with them. But for the most part, I like that it's, they were, I didn't know them when we met and I, I don't know them after and they're on with their life and I'm on with mine. It's kind of like we're all on our path and we just kind of intersect it for a second. Yeah. And we have to continue. Oh, I like that. It's a fleeting moment. Yeah. You know, it, that's funny that you say that. It reminds me when we were on our, on our trip, uh, we came across a whole bunch of people. In, in many instances, we meet people that we connected with, where there was a human connection there that we really enjoyed spending time with them, but we didn't exchange contact information. And we have our own uh, Instagram account uh, for the trip, and we have our own YouTube channel and that sort of stuff. So I would, I would every now and then, uh, if I see my, my wife speaking with someone, I would say, did you, did you share the, the, the account with them so that they can like see what we're doing or whatever. And I, I won't forget there was a moment she said, you know what? This was the moment that we had to share. Like that's as far as our 
moment in in life went and we just have to enjoy it which i thought man that what a great lesson of being present and like really being able to soak in what's happening in your life and being able to enjoy that moment and there were people that i know we would have been able to become friends if we stayed in contact or i presume that we would have but it's almost more beautiful the fact that it was that fleeting moment these ships passing in the night like uh like that song says and it's like oh this was a moment this was beautiful and then you move on and you remain in their mind as that complete stranger that made them smile that day and and vice versa yeah so it's cool that that's the the approach that you guys are are taking now if where how far along in the in the project are you are you doing a feature length documentary uh and if so where in that stage uh, of pro of production are you so we're definitely in post-production on a documentary series which can be followed through our patreon uh, the goal was to have the first episode released at the end of the month. Um, and then after that, it'll kind of follow, it'll start with the creation of Are You Happy? You know, where, what I was going through before anybody ever knew of it. And then, you know, you kind of are along for the ride of it becoming what it is today. Because I documented everything. Wow, that's, that's brilliant. I, I joined the the patron campaign and I, I can attest once you become a patron, you you get instant access to tons of content that uh, complements the the episodes themselves. So I encourage anybody who's listening, go check it out. It's definitely worth uh, and it's a, it's a it's a worthy cost to be able to to help fund some of these, not just the capturing of these moments, but like in the instance of the the bus people came together and they donated in order to make something that as an individual might have been very difficult for you to do but using that platform you were able to rally people together to really make an impact on on a community so i encourage everyone to to go ahead and check it out and i want to be respectful of your time so i wanted to to ask you one last question if you had one message to give the world, what would it be? I think um, what's really important for growth as an individual is the ability to hear a thought, uh, listen to somebody share their perspective without judgment and actually actually entertaining the thought um asking yourself you know is this something that is good or bad um you know can i use it in my life it's uh i would totally recommend people don't just ignore block out things that they don't agree with in fact seek it seek the seek the other side of what you do that's good yeah be curious about be curious about the things that are different than, than your opinion. I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, at the, thank you so very much for, for your time. Uh, 
the the main place where people can find your work and find links to everything else is it happypeople.me that's correct excellent so i invite everyone who is listening uh please go check it out you're going to enjoy what you find there uh but most importantly ask yourself that question are you happy and take some time to think about it are you happy and if the answer is yes double down on the things that make you happy make sure that you spend the, the time the attention necessary for you to cultivate that feeling and if you're not i hope that you can through the gentleman's brotherhood and through this project of are you happy you're able to find a community that can support you and help you in finding that level of satisfaction that you so deserve so i i wish you happiness i wish you courage and courtesy and until next time i'll see you soon